I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hi friends and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always and we are back with part two of the series that I started last week. So last week I started a series talking about signs you are not eating enough food and funny enough as I got to number five on the list, I got hungry and I needed to wrap up the episode. And so I just decided to make this into a two-part podcast series. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, I definitely do recommend going back and listening to that as I talk about five signs you are not eating enough food. But we can do a quick recap now and I'll just like briefly just gloss over the five signs that we talk about last week and then we'll dive into the other five that I have planned for this show. So five signs from last week are high hunger levels, no hunger, feeling tired, constantly thinking about food, and poor sleep. And obviously, I go into detail into each of these signs in last week's episode. So like I said, if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back because now we are going to dive into the last five signs. And again, remember, there are definitely more signs than this that will point to you not eating enough food. But these are 10 of the most common signs that I see with my clients. All right, so digestive issues is sign number one that we're going to talk about today. If you struggle with digestive issues, you may not be eating enough food. And one common symptom that I want to talk about related to digestive issues is constipation. So a really great sign that your digestive system is functioning properly and that you may be eating enough food and the right types of food for your body is having a daily bowel movement. So we want to be having a bowel movement at least once a day, but one 
two or three times per day is ideal. Now, there were times in my life where I went a ridiculously long period of time without having a bowel movement. And I am not just talking about days. I am talking about weeks here. And looking back now, when I was the most constipated in my life, I was also not eating enough food. So let's think about it this way. We think about calories and just that our bodies need calories. Like we know we need calories in order to live. At least that's how things worked in my head for the majority of my life. I just saw calories as something that, yeah, I knew I needed, but I didn't see calories as something that every single system within my body needed in order to function properly. When our bodies are not receiving adequate nutrition and not enough calories, The systems within our body, including our digestive system, and we're going to talk about more of these systems next, but when our bodies do not receive enough calories, these systems within our bodies are actually going to be compensated and they aren't going to be functioning properly because there's not actually enough energy in order to keep them running. So this example is just actually popping into my head right now. I've never used this analogy before, but I think it makes really great sense. Imagine if there's this company and there's all of these different divisions or parts of the company. So there might be a marketing section of the company. There might be a sales section of the company. There might be like human resources section. You can tell that I am not the head of a large company. It's like a one person show over here, but there are many different parts to a company, right? And if the company is making enough money or a lot of money, they are going to be able to keep all of these different parts of that company running, right? They're going to be able to pay the people in human resources, the people in sales, and the people in marketing. But if the company starts to dip below what they need to run and be able to pay everyone with, right, they have to start cutting out certain jobs and maybe even certain departments of the company. And so our bodies work in a similar way to this very bad example. No, it's a really good example, but I'm describing it wrong, but I hope you're following here. So our bodies work in a very similar way. If our bodies are receiving proper nutrition and enough calories, we can keep all of our systems within our body, including our digestive system, our mental health, our reproductive system, our immune system, all of these systems, we can keep these systems running optimally 
without even having to think about it, right? Without any compromises. All of these systems within our bodies are able to function optimally when we are eating enough calories. But when we start to dip below what we need in order to function optimally and run efficiently and effectively, then these systems within our bodies take a hit. Just like that company example, when the company isn't making enough money, those different departments within that company start to take a hit. They might have to fire or let go of some people in the marketing department. And instead of having three people working in marketing, maybe They just have one now and it's not really running as great as it did prior to. And so same thing happens with the body when we are not eating enough food, then our systems within our bodies take a hit. And for this sign, we're talking about the digestive system specifically. So for an example, if we're not eating enough calories and our digestive system is being affected by it, you might become constipated and are unable to have a daily bowel movement. But some other really common symptoms digestive-wise where you know people aren't eating enough food and then their digestive system takes a hit and they start experiencing digestive issues. It might show up as constipation. I see this a lot with my clients, but bloat is also really common too because you're just not able to digest your food properly when you're not eating enough food. So if bloating is something that you feel you're struggling with quite a bit, it might be a really good sign that you're not eating enough food and also food intolerances or perceived food intolerances. So if you eat a food and you feel like, uh, I'm super bloated after every time I eat this food or it affects you in some way, And most of those symptoms are digestive related, right? Like if you eat a certain food and that certain food makes you constipated or it makes you gassy or something like that, these can all be signs that you're not actually eating enough food. Sign number two that we're talking about today is our reproductive health. So similar to our digestive system taking a hit when we are not eating enough food, The same goes for our reproductive system. So when women specifically or menstruating individuals, maybe you don't resonate with the term woman, but you're a menstruating individual, if you are not eating enough food, your reproductive system can absolutely be affected and it probably will be. Your periods can go missing. They can become super, super long. So instead of around like 28 days, they might be over 35 days, closer to 40 days, or even longer than 40 days. These are all considered to be long cycles. And they can also be short. So you might have a really short cycle. It might be like 20 days. That would definitely be a short cycle. And you might also experience 
spotting throughout your cycle or leading up to your period. So if you're spotting several days before your period as well, these are all signs that you might not be eating enough. So let's recap that long or short cycles, missing periods, and spotting before your periods. I would also add on super light periods as well. So if you're having a monthly bleed, but there's hardly anything there. I know I work with a lot of clients in that situation as well. It's like they're bleeding, but they don't even need like a pad or anything for the blood because it's hardly there. That's also a sign that you might not be eating enough and all for the same reasons as I said before when we are not getting enough energy in our bodies just are not going to be running optimally and these systems within our bodies take a hit and they become compromised and with an increase in food we can experience better digestion and also better monthly cycles and happier healthier hormones as well it's truly incredible what can happen with your hormones and just like your health overall with an increase in food i often say i wonder how many people's health issues would disappear if they just started to eat more food. Sign number two that I'm going to talk, or sign number three actually, so the third and fourth sign that I'm going to talk about today are workout related. So number three is not being able to progress in the gym. So whether your goal for working out is to get stronger, maybe when you go to the gym or you do your workouts, you're doing it with the intent to get stronger. So that might look like maybe one day you are, or at the beginning of the month, you're squatting like 135 pounds and you're constantly working to increase that number. So maybe you have a goal of squatting 155 pounds or 200 pounds. And if you are able to become stronger in your workouts and squat more weight, or even if you were squatting 135 pounds for five reps, and then you are able to progress and start squatting 135 for 12 reps, for an example. Those are all signs that you're progressing with your workouts, right? But if you feel like you are never getting stronger, you're not able to add more weight to the barbell or increase the dumbbells that you're using or add more reps to what you're doing and you just feel like you are not increasing in strength, that's a sign that you're not progressing with your workouts. But other people, I know, you know, you might be training for getting stronger as well as wanting to gain muscle. So you might be training for that intent as well. It could be one, it could be both, but if you are working out with the intent to add some muscle to your body and you feel like, well, that's impossible and you just feel like you're never able to gain any muscle and you're trying to, 
those are two ways that you can progress with your training or your workouts. And if you feel like neither of those are happening and you're trying to accomplish those things, this is a really great sign that you are also not eating enough because we actually need more calories to gain muscle. It's really hard to gain muscle. And so you need to be eating a lot of food in order to do that. And so you definitely do not want to be not eating enough because muscle gains just aren't going to happen if you're not eating enough food. And then the other reason or the other sign that I said was also related to working out is feeling like absolute trash after your workouts or like shit. (laughs) I definitely have felt like this after my workouts before. There's definitely been times in the past where I've worked out and then for the entire day afterwards, I had a headache or I felt super tired or I went into that extreme hunger mode. There's just so many ways that we can just feel like garbage after our workouts. Like remember what the intent of exercise is or why we do exercise in the first place anyways, it is to support us in being healthier humans. And if your workouts leave you feeling tired, headachy, dizzy, or super, super ravenous, these are all signs that you are not eating enough food. You do not want to be feeling like you need to crawl back into bed after a workout. That is not a good sign. I always think to myself, I want to be leaving this workout feeling the same, if not better, ideally better. I want to leave this workout feeling the same, if not better than before I entered this workout. And if I am routinely or even just like once, if I ever do a workout and feel like not great after the workout, if I feel less than ideal after the workout, that's a really great sign for me to get curious and start just like questioning some things. Okay, did I eat enough the day before? Did I eat enough before my workout? And just getting curious about those sorts of things. But I think it's also really important to talk about the fact that you may feel not so great hours after or even the next day after. So something that's really common when you're not eating enough, you might feel absolutely incredible right after your workout. This is because of stress hormones. They make us, they can really mask a lot of things and we're going to talk a little bit about some other things that stress can mask for us. But your workouts might leave you feeling really amazing, kind of that workout high as we know it. You might leave a workout feeling really amazing, but maybe it's a few hours later or later that day, you just start to feel like garbage 
or it might be the very next day. So when I wasn't eating enough food, it wasn't the same day that I didn't feel well. Like I did a workout, I felt so good all day for the rest of the day, but then it was always the next day after the workout, I felt really tired, my body felt super beat up, I was super ravenous, and I always had a headache. And so when I'm talking about your workouts leaving you feeling like trash, I want to be clear that it might not be directly after your workout, but it might be hours after. It might be, you know, the end of the day if you do a morning workout, for an example, but it also might be the next day that you're feeling the effects because the stress is wearing off and not masking the fact that that workout was not working for you or that you didn't eat enough in this example. And then the final sign that we are going to talk about in this series is having low body temperature. So your body temperature, taking your body temperature is actually such an amazing tool to check in on how well your body is functioning. And I love taking my body temperature. You might have heard about taking your body temperature to track your cycle. So when you're ovulating, your body temperature will actually go up a little bit and you'll notice a spike in your body temperature. And I could definitely do a whole podcast episode all about ovulation and tracking ovulation, but that's an example. So you might have heard about people taking their body temperature in order to track ovulation, but your body temperature can actually tell you if you're eating enough or not. Because when we experience low body temperatures, so if you feel cold all the time, if your hands and feet are always cold, you might be one of those people that always need to be wrapped up in a blanket or have a big hoodie on or a big sweater on and you just hate the winter because you're cold all the time. Okay, so when your body temperatures are low, this is a sign that your body is actually conserving energy. And what causes our bodies to conserve energy is when they do not get enough food. Because when our bodies are not receiving enough calories, they're like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm not getting enough energy in, so I have to start conserving energy. And because of that, so when our bodies start to conserve energy, we have low body temperatures. Our bodies aren't going to produce heat when they are trying to conserve energy. So if you're having low body temperatures, this is a really, really good sign that you are not eating enough food. So let's talk about what those temperatures can actually look like because this is a takeaway tool for you right now. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, you can have a thermometer sitting beside your bed and you can put it under your tongue and take your body temperature to see where you're at when you wake up first thing in the morning. 
So ideally, we want our body temperatures to be between, and I'm going to say Celsius first because I live in Canada and we use Celsius, but I will convert over to Fahrenheit. So ideally, we want our body temps to be at lowest 36.5 Celsius and gradually increasing throughout the day up to 37 degrees Celsius. So that's a range from 36.5 to 37 degrees Celsius. So those are really like the, that's the range that we want to be in. And again, that's Celsius. And for those of you who are listening and use Fahrenheit, that's from 97.8 to 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. So I'll just repeat those ranges one more time. So for my friends who also use Celsius, the range is 36.5 to 37 degrees Celsius. And for my friends who use Fahrenheit, that is 97.8 to 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. So that is a really great range to aim for and get an idea of where your health is at, whether or not you're eating enough food or not. And then as I said before, stress hormones can actually mask certain things about our health. So just like the workouts, stress can make us feel really great after a workout, but then hours later we might feel like crap or maybe the day after we might feel like crap because those stress hormones are wearing off and same thing goes for temperatures or we can talk about stress and how stress can actually mask our temperatures or kind of um, change them or skew them in a way and kind of make things a little bit confusing but we'll talk about that here so you might wake up with a temperature perhaps in the ideal range. So let's say you wake up with a temperature of 36.5 degrees Celsius or 97.8 degrees Fahrenheit. You might wake up with a temperature in normal range, but then let's say you go eat breakfast and all of a sudden your temperature drops. So that means that breakfast eating food and taking in calories if your temperature drops after a meal that means that the meal has actually reduced stress okay which is great right because food is anti-stress like eating isn't causing stress for our body it actually reduces stress which makes sense okay but we do not want our temps to drop after our meal. So if your temps drop after your meal, if you wake up and your temps are in within normal range, but then you eat and your temps drop after a meal, this could mean that the food is lowering your stress and therefore your temps within that normal range before when you woke up and before you ate, they were actually elevated because you were in a stressed state. So that's kind of where things can get a little tricky and confusing because stress can actually 
change things a bit there. So a good idea is taking your temp about half an hour after you eat to get an idea of, okay, is was my temp actually that amount when I woke up? Was it actually at that number when I woke up? Or was stress causing my temperature to appear within normal range? And then when I ate, it actually lowered my stress and now we got a clearer picture. So that can definitely happen. And like I said, when we eat, it is anti-stress. Like eating reduces stress in our bodies, but when we eat, we actually want to have that create heat okay so think about it like a fire right we have like this fire burning within us and think about a fire in real life and wow I am full of the analogies today but seriously like if there's this fire kind of smoldering or whatever and there's hot coals in front of us and we put some more wood on the fire or even kindling on the fire right it's going to produce more heat we're adding some stuff to the fire it's going to ignite it's going to turn into a bigger fire and produce more heat so that's the exact same thing that happens when we eat right so we have like this fire kind of burning within us and when we're adding food to the fire or fuel to the fire right that's a pretty common saying but when you're eating you're adding fuel to the fire so ideally we want our meals to actually increase our body temperature so just going back to that that's where things can really give us an even clearer picture of where our health is at and whether or not we're eating enough food. If you wake up, we want those body temps to be within that range that I shared with you, both Celsius and Fahrenheit, but then you can eat and then what happens to your temperature? Does it go up or does it go down? And what does your body temperature do throughout the day as well? So we do want our body temperature to continue to increase throughout the day. It's going to be the lowest in the morning and then it's going to increase as the day goes on. Taking your body temperatures and getting familiar with them and just seeing where you fall in terms of where your body temp is at is a really great picture into whether or not you're eating enough food and the health of your body like how well your body is actually functioning I love body temperatures but if you've been listening to me talk about body temperatures and you're already thinking oh wow well I do feel cold all the time or every time my partner grabs my hand they always comment on how cold I am right that's also a really great sign that you're not eating enough food and without even taking your body temperature so I hope you've enjoyed part two of this podcast episode as always I will be back next week with a solo episode because it is going to be the first Wednesday of the month where we do our monthly mental health check-in episode. 
So I'm excited to sit down with you for a third week in a row and just have a solo style podcast episode and then we'll dive back into maybe some more solo episodes because I've received more listener requests for topics but I also have some really amazing guests planned for you this summer and I'm so excited to share our episodes but as we wrap up this episode And it's like part two of the signs you're not eating enough. If you resonated with anything from last week's episode with signs one through five or this week's episode with signs six through ten, if anything resonated with you at all, And maybe it sparked something in you and now you're curious, okay, maybe I'm not eating enough food. I want you to know this is something that I help women with all the time. I spent years of my life not eating enough food and I am so passionate about helping you increase the amount of food that you eat so you can actually thrive. Life is so much better when you're eating enough food to function properly. Trust me, I have been there before. I have been there before and I know what it's like. And life is so good when you're nourishing your body properly and fully and abundantly. It is truly the best when you truly understand how much food it takes to fuel that beautiful body of yours. I could go on and on and I'm sure you all know by now how passionate I am about this topic. So if you do feel like you need support with this, please reach out. I would love to support you. I am currently taking one-on-one clients. I have a few spots open right now for the summer. And if this is work that you would like to do with me, or maybe you even feel hesitant about doing this work, know that's what I do as well. I know that this can be a mentally and emotionally demanding game or adjustment. It's kind of like a lot for so many women to make these changes. And I've been there as well myself. After years and years of not eating enough, it was really hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that I actually needed to eat more food and way more than I even realized I needed to eat. And like I said, it's just completely changed my life learning how to properly nourish my body. And this is why I do the work that I do. I truly do want you to feel your best and I am here to support you in doing that. So I do have my coaching info in the show notes. Like I said, I'm accepting one-on-one clients and I would love to work with you. So if you feel called to work with me, check out the links in the show notes, shoot me an email, and we will chat soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's podcast episode, and I will be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode. 
Oh, 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 oh,